0: Welcome to T.C. Tiawi Talks. Tia Chucha Centro Cultural, located on Tataviam land in the northeast San Fernando Valley, is rooted in ancestral knowledge, culture, the arts, literacy, and social justice as a means to personal and communal transformation. It is a place where hearts and minds have united for change for over 19 years. Join us as we share the stories of personal transformation and our understanding of the world that unites us as a community. We must remember that another world has always been possible, Tiawi, a Nahuatl word for adelante to move forward. Like a spiral, together we move towards a better future, cognizant of the
1: resiliency we carry from our past. Hello everyone, Uh, thank you for joining us today on our episode of on this episode of Tiawi Talks. My name is Melissa Hecaliza Vicente. I will be your host today. Uh, pronouns are she, her, ella. Um, <clears throat> this episode, we wanted to, well, in honor of our Mashika New Year coming up on March 12th, we wanted to take the time to honor the <clears throat> our Indigenous and in Us project Uh, Embracing Ancestral Knowledge and Sharing the Beauty of Practice that Theatre has initiated um, at the the end of 2018. Um, And it was really uh, a showcasing of Northeast San Fernando Valley community-based indigenous practices of Native Mexica and the local Native American tribe and how that benefits individual and social well-being through the sharing of ancestral knowledge and the arts. Um, and again, in honor of Mexica New Year, we wanted to um, introduce the Kalpulis that we work with. So I will be having conversations with um, <clears throat> the lead uh, to Kalpulita Mastia Quetzalcoa, which is the Atucha's resident dancer group, uh, with Tesca uh also with uh, Koska Kwoutli from Kalpulit Lokinawake. With Guatleco from Calpulli Sochihuat and with Freddie from Danza Grupo Ajolote. I myself have uh, been a practitioner of of um, <clears throat> of Danza Mexica, Aztec dancing. Um, actually, going on on twenty years of doing this practice. Um, you know, as as a member of of Calpuliso Chillayot, um but also connected with the Achuchas and uh the importance of honoring indigenous ancestral knowledge and traditions um i feel very you know close and personal to this work and and actually to the folks that i'm speaking with today i've known i've known i've known all of them for many many years and i'm excited to just uh introduce introduce their work introduce them introduce their groups you know to to mores and others in our community, um, so that so that it's known that this this resource and and this practice is is available, you know, for others to you know partake or learn a little bit more. And and however um, it is that you know these groups can assist. Um, most of them, uh, actually, all of them have open practices where people are welcome uh, to come and join them. Um, in in sharing these practices.
2: Hi, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Can I have you introduce yourself? (laughs) Yes, Uh, my name is Tesskara Akat. I am the um, head dancer for Campulita Mashtia Quetzalcoat, and we are the resident dansa group for Tia Chucha Centro, and uh, we also function autonomously uh, in the dansa community as well.
1: Yes, uh, thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, as the as a resident dance group of um, the uh we're always really so grateful for what mm-hmm. you bring to the community, right? And and what you um, what you do, and really just about creating accessibility, right, uh, to our community and getting to know a little bit more of uh, uh, the cultura. They're, they're, these these traditions, right? And these forms and, and ways of life. Um, so you mentioned that the, the, the name of the Calpulli, right? Este uh, can you give us a little bit, you know, just kind of like, a, what does that represent? And even, you know, how did, how did the group come to have that name?
2: Yeah. So like loosely, um, I guess it can be like translated as the teachings of Quetzalcoat. Um, and, uh, Our group, we actually had our tonalama read, so to speak, uh, as we came into fruition. um, We all used to dance together, but um, when different uh, hands changed and we became uh, uh, our own Kalkuli, we thought that would be a good place to start. So we actually started September 15th. Um, So that was the day we had our our tonalama read, 2006. And so um, we just felt that it was important. And because we wanted to continue learning and teaching whatever we learned, we wanted to include that component within our name. So um, we definitely don't feel like we are teachers to any degree, although a lot of us are teachers by trade. Um, It's more as a, a calling to say, like, whatever we learn, we just teach the community. However we learn it, we just share it. So that's kind of what our name is. Um, and then the Quetzalcoatl part, of course, you know, representing um, the representation of our culture. It's a, a very known representation um, of science, earth science, creativity, the start of humankind. Um, it's just kind of how how it was for us, it's how we started. So, um, and it all goes back to, again, our Tonalama reading. So we put those elements together to. Kind of be a calling of what we wanted our group to become
1: that's really that's really beautiful you know it's it's mm-hmm. kind of like also probably like a a, a name to strive for right or mm-hmm. just constantly in that process of knowing that we're we're always learning you know and there's always something else to like learn um and grow um, yeah like a reflection of the growth of that you know so uh, yeah and and y'all are connected to you know to the tia, to the tuchas and um it's like a community center it's you know like a home and and y'all y'all definitely like represent the like the the kind of like direct space that's um available for folks to kind of come and learn you know as mentioned again um these traditions and teachings you know are there any like missions or goals um that the group may have um you know other than just that been mentioned and really like engaging and actively uh, participating in this practice and you know, that's open to community.
2: Yeah, our group, when we started, we did um, collaborate on a mission statement. So, uh, you know, just to paraphrase, it's to uh, learn as much as we can about the Mexicayo and Mexica ways and incorporate that into our daily life as individuals and then also into um, our collective lives as a circolo. Uh, for our benefit and the benefit of the community. And also um, the second part of the mission is to work with other um, indigenous and native peoples of our, of our area and to continue to uh, have a cultural exchange with them as well. So we can continue, um, you know, to bring all of our peoples up in a good way. Yeah, that's, I, you know,
1: sometimes I think when I when, as I was thinking about this question, I'm like, do Calpulis sometimes have like their <laughs> kind of like full out written mission? And which is, I think is really important, right? Because it helps you really stay focused and, and um, define what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's always beautiful. And I think it's always helpful to have. Um, but also uh, what you mentioned about the second part of your mission um, of like the importance of of connecting to like the indigenous um folks are like native tribes of the land we stand on mm-hmm. you know and and i do recall you know I, I recall you know one time being at your ceremony a couple years actually before the pandemic mm-hmm. um right that i think was part of of the indigenous in us um project that we were mm-hmm. maybe or no was it that one i was oh, like I, but I, I remember yeah um i remember that that y'all um had um Rudy Ortega, Mm -hmm. right? do an opening. Yeah,
2: Yeah, we usually try to ask uh, the Tataviam to come out and open our ceremonies. Um, Of course, that happened way more before the pandemic. Um, And then, uh, you know, we've done we've just done a lot of work, which has been great with a lot of different Native um, brothers and sisters and nations and tribes and as individuals, sometimes they ask us to come and speak, just as an individual representing the group. But then sometimes as a full-on cultural exchange, including the danza. Um, so you know, I mean, that makes us happy to know that we are fulfilling that part of our mission. Because um, it's easy to fulfill the, the Mashika part, because <laughs> that's what we do. But um, to know we're also growing in that second component, that that feels really good. Because I think that. Um, it gives a lot of validity to to both, you know, it gives validity to our people as Mashika as being indigenous. Um, and then it also shows the, that the other natives are, and indigenous people are um, open to accepting us as well. And that's really important that we have that uh, reciprocal exchange.
1: Yeah, uh, building, you know, kind of like fortifying or building those bridges and maintaining those connections. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely is really important, and I I definitely you know have seen y'all do that, and 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 really appreciative, um, You know, to to kind of have that sometimes be the opening of of a ceremony, mm-hmm. uh, right? So yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Actually, going on to the next thing, is there? I kind of wanted to highlight, you know, those those main those main celebrations that you know sometimes groups do or that you focus that be kind of become the large celebrations that are like fully open open to community and and yeah I I just wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of like share share what those were sure what those are for y'all for the group
2: for our calendar uh, we always mark the seasons so we do the spring equinox, summer solstice, fall equinox and winter solstice. Um, we also mark uh, the Muertos, the Tlazo Chimaco. Um, and that's because the other Kalkuli, Thucanawake, uh, already marked Shoko Wetsi, So we didn't want to, um, you know, we don't want to be in competition with any groups. We want every group to have their, their ceremony that's important to them and not, we want to go, obviously, if we're invited, we want to show support. But we also don't want to feel like make anyone feel like we're encroaching so um we we like to mark Tlazo Chimaco um and a lot of times we'll put Tlazo Chimaco with our with our anniversary which it's not really it's like in the same weeks I guess Um, but with the pandemic we just kind of stopped doing the Tlazo Chimaco ceremony because that was like our really big one Um, but you know we couldn't invite anybody so we just kind of really did our low-key um our anniversary Uh, But the Sun Valley Youth Arts Center, they kept contacting us to do um, a Muertos ceremony. And they were really great because they would let us do it like in Plaza Chimaco and then record it. And then they would show it like in their Muertos time, which was November. Um, And then if we wanted to do more in November, we could with them. So that was, I felt that was like really respectful and really great. Um, So those are the main ones that we do. And then internally, um, of course, we do like blessings for moms before they have their babies. And we do our naming ceremonies, um, which we really had to catch up with last year. Cause in 2020, we had no ceremonies. We didn't meet at all. And then 2021, we started catching up. So we had a lot of babies that needed names and stuff. So we caught up on those, but those ones are more like internal. So yeah, we do the seasons and the and Chimaco and our, our anniversary. You know,
1: thank you, you know, thank you for mentioning uh, all that, you know, cuz I I realized, you know, at a certain point there's these big celebrations that sometimes groups do, right, that are sometimes maybe how community finds out about the groups, you know, but there's so much other internal work that's happening within um within these círculos or your círculo, right? Um when somebody becomes like a member, right, or becomes actively participating with the group, um and i'm really glad that you mentioned the equinoxes right cuz i i remember in our you know in our last space we would you know we would always make sure that we would we were like kind of like blocking out the driveway because yeah. every equinox every solstice y'all were having ceremony there a ceremony outside of the space and that happened
2: for happy for a good number of years. Yeah, we, we still do. We're still doing it. We started doing the Mashika New Year one. That's just for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to dance this Saturday. We have a couple of guests coming, um, which again is really nice. Um, other indigenous brothers and sisters that we invited just by way of being relatives of ours now, and they just want to come. So that's like really nice, but it's more of an internal thing. Again, we don't want to be in competition with the really big New Year's, you know, it's, That's not really our our deal. So we just get together for ourselves. Um, So we started doing that. And we felt that that was really important because, um, really, just born out of the pandemic, like it's just so good to be alive and so grateful that we can be reunited, you know, especially in danza. Um, But as you know, we traditionally would go to San Jose for that ceremony. So we never really had our own, um, you know, Mm -hmm. but we, we haven't been going to San Jose. Um, and we also don't dance during the Nemontemi and a lot of times the San Jose ceremony was falling in the Nemomi. So we uh, kind of made a little accommodations here and there. But um, yeah, there is a lot of internal work that groups do that you know, not everybody sees, and then there's the bigger stuff that groups do for the community at large. And so it's just it's just a lot of, it's your lifestyle, you know, It's what you do every day all day and and that's what you know some people see more of it some people see less of it but it's still always there
1: how do you feel since practicing you know these traditions danza how like that has impacted and changed your life
2: oh like in general yeah oh man (laughs) (laughs) i know it's a loaded question (laughs) wow we could be here for days um no it like totally changed my life like like completely changed my life. Uh and it changes my life all the time. Like it's a constant renewal. You know, like I mean you were there when I first started that. And so I was just like this little 20 something year old, like doo-doo you know, like I'm just gonna practice. Like I don't even know what I'm doing. Like this is cute. Like I don't know what's what how it starts. That's
1: how it
2: starts. Yeah, that's how it starts like this is so cute. I'm just gonna do this. And then um it got real serious, you know, for all the reasons it got very serious. And then um, in my particular case, all of a sudden, everything fell to me. And I could have either said, yes, I'm going to do this or no, I'm not going to do it. Right. I could have just said no. But um, I just felt like I didn't have the choice. But like in a good way, I didn't feel like I was pressured, like you have to do this. I just felt like,
1: but you know Um, you were being called you were being called in right
2: yes I felt like I just really felt like you know like my ancestors were telling me this is what you have to do and Mm -hmm. like how many people get that opportunity to have that kind of like calling you know so there wasn't a way that I was gonna say no like to my grandparents or my great grandparents, like, okay, you know. So I just did it, and um, I think that was the best choice, you know. And it's been a very difficult adulthood that I've had um, outside of dansa, but you go to dansa every week, and you go to ceremonies, and and it makes it easier, you know. And I feel like if I didn't have dansa, but I still had these same adulthood experiences, like, I don't know what I, where I would end up or how my children would end up or, I don't know. You know, I feel like every, um, every difficult past that I've had, dansa has been there to take care of me. And then in turn, all I have to do is show up. <laughs> like, it's a very minimal, request of my ancestors asking me okay i'll show up on monday <laughs> you know it's not that much to do so do you really have a, a
1: reflection of the, import, the importance of of the work of the work that you do you know and thank you thank you so much for for sharing for sharing that you know because I think you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're ahead, right? You're a lead of the dance of the, of, of this kalpuli and it, it, it can be heavy sometimes, yeah. you know, I feel that, and maybe sometimes we don't talk about that too much, you know, but it, it does, um, it does come, but at, at the same time, we know, we know why we do it, right? Because as you mentioned, you know, there's, there's been so there's been difficult times like life is happening right mm-hmm. and um, but we know that these practices and uh, and what we do and ceremony and nansa is what's gonna keep us like strong and connected and and be able to continue yeah right and move forward. I keep on saying it like Mexica Tiawi, right Like yeah,
2: yeah.
1: We're gonna keep going forward y seguir uh, seguir adelante.
2: Yeah, and be grounded and and be okay, you know. And and you have a community of people that you can share things with, which I think so many people don't have. That you know, they go through whatever part of their life they're in alone. They have friends or they have whatever they have, but acquaintances, but they're pretty much alone. But, um, in thatdsai, you're not alone. You have your community. So, even if you're going through something difficult, you still show up. you're still having something difficult, but you have an entire community you can tell things to. And there are people that actually really care <laughs> and are invested in in your well-being, and you are invested in theirs, and so it makes the load a lot easier to carry. Yeah,
1: thank you so much for sharing that. I think. I think that's also a reflection of, of of what um what you know being being in this community can can provide really, right? Mm-hmm. So so again, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tesca, for your work, for your dedication mm-hmm. and um yeah, for seguir adelante, verdad. Yep. <laughs> All
2: right.
1: Hi,
3: thank you so much uh, for joining us. Can I have you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Freddy Chavez and I am uh, Chicano, Mexicano, uh, practicing uh, Mexica traditional ways, uh, dance Azteca, uh, also uh, related to, to uh, Sumash, uh relation. And I'm coming from uh, calling in from San Fernando and I'm here to acknowledge the uh, original caretakers of the land, the original people of the land, the Tavium and the Chumash people and the Thongba people who are out here in Northeast Los Angeles.
1: Thank you for that. Um, you know, thank you. Thank you for being here. And, um, you know, yeah, just to kind of start this off, you know, um, what is, um, what is Danza mexica,
3: you know to you, per your definition? Danza means a lot of things to a lot of people is what I was told a very long time ago when I first started dancing. But uh, Danza to me is uh, that ability and that opportunity to be able to, to come into harmony and rhythm with the drum and be able to suspend time for a brief moment and leave all, all that's uh, ailing you. Leave it behind. All the drama, all the 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 deception, the the the, the rumor, the gossip. Uh, all that stays out, and and come in, and focus on mathematical thinking, mathematical uh, placement of your body and your with your with the help of the rhythm. Uh, when you're a mathematical thinker, this, this ability to, to, to practice that, there is no uh, emotion involved. It's all reason and logic. So it's a different way of thinking. And you're thinking and you're moving your body at the same time. So you're, you're having to figure out your steps and your next movida as you're moving your body. Um, it requires discipline and it requires a non-emotional reaction. So that is the opposite of being emotional. we're We're emotional thinkers. And because we're emotional, a lot of times our reason and logic is suspended. And it could be any kind of emotion. It could be love, you're're you're love or you're angry or or you're sad. Uh, those are times when you don't make any type of decisions because because you're emotional. And we're emotional beings, and that's fine. It's just that there's a different way of thinking and there's a different way of being, and that's what I try to practice with the danza. So we move the energy, and we clear the space, uh, so that we can practice that. We we light the fire and bring the water and combine, and uh, we we cleanse the space of uh, negativity and. Uh, try to promote a positive environment. And um, that's what it means to me that, as well as the ability to honor the movement of the universe, uh, the understanding of the sacred count of the creation of the universe, the movement of uh, and the energy of the plants and the animals and the people so movement and energy
1: yeah thank you so much for that i feel like you you gave like a full blown encompassing of what uh practicing danza like involves right mm. there's a connection to self you know and and if you think about it you you mentioned about you know us you know just naturally being emotional human beings but but what is it that kind of like grounds us you know to to connect to like reason and logic or have a balance of both.
4: Right, and,
1: right. and, and, essentially that's what, um, Danza does, right. We, we come together, we come in a circle, um, and, and in community, right. With our centro, our momosli, our fire, um, our focus and kind of like our, our setting of intention of, of why it is that we do what we do. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's a reflection of, of the movement of the universe, verdad, porque there's also, you know, there's just, you know, I realize I asked this question, but it's a kind of like a very loaded question in some way, because there's so much that's that's happening. It's 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 the connection of ourselves, but our connection to others, our connection to like our ancestors, right? For la razon that we have our ombligo, um and and yeah, it's just the creation of that circle of that circular movement, right? Um, through creative expression,
3: right, which Absolutely. kind
1: of mimics science, life, and the universe,
3: right? And it's 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 that attempt to to come together as a community and 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 create harmony, you know, and. Uh, there'll be that, you know, we practice and practice and practice and we practice our turns and we practice our movement. And there may be that brief moment where we're dancing and we all turn at the same time and we all move at the same time, even if it's just for a second and we're, we're in harmony. That's what's beautiful about it. The sync,
1: the, the synchronicity, the sync. right? That can yes, really
3: exactly.
1: yes. happen. is mm-hmm. just so beautiful. You know, I feel like we could be here forever talking about <laughs> um, right. about this, you know. So, but I do appreciate um, kind of like the depth, the depth that your your definition of it kind of like gave, right? Um, but mo- you know, moving on to um, you know, you're you're the representative of danza afolote, verdad? And I kind of wanted um, you know, that practices uh out of uh, North Hollywood, right, Park and and whatnot. Um, I wanted to get a little bit more of like what that, what that name you know, uh, represents like and kind of like how the how the group um, decided to kind of come about having that name uh, represent you. Know.
3: Sure, um, the founding of the group actually it took about two years to actually create it from the initial idea of creating a group because I know that creating a group is like a profound commitment. It's a commitment for life. You can't just create a group and then decide later, you know what, I'm not gonna do this. Many many founders of groups have have said before uh, and had told me before, it's like being in a marriage. You know, you need to really commit. And I kept on trying to find a space and I initially went to North Hollywood and I wasn't feeling it, but I would go back because logistically it made so much sense because the red line ends there. So dancers could come in on the the red line. And uh, eventually, eventually there did come a time when I can really feel it. I can like say, this is it. I can feel this is where we can start the group here. And we didn't have a name initially. Um, Like a lot of those kind of things, you know, it, it, it just evolved, you know. But um, that entire experience of of getting that space, the space just kind of like revealed itself to me. I, I walked in to the to the gym, and I spoke, and I was looking at a chart that they had of all the people that worked there. And as I'm going down the list of the director and the assistant, and I saw the uh, person in charge of activity, and the picture was there. And some a woman asked me, "Can I help you?" And it was that person in charge of activity. That was on the picture that I was looking at. She totally was very helpful. She tried to get me in the gym, but she said they have basketball. She offered me a small little room. And then she told me, you know what? I know what we can, what we can do. Let me go introduce you to the director of the senior center. And North Hollywood Park has a unique park because it has a, a senior center there. And I go meet the director there. And that director asked me if I knew uh, the group you Yolini. And she's the one that got Jaime Ayala of the park over in Coima uh, right there, Richie Valens Park. Initially, she fought for him to get that there. So she absolutely said, yes, we're going to get you. We'll get you here. She made me part of the, the club of the senior citizens. The day that she told me to start was her last day of retirement. I didn't know that. So I started in a senior citizen space. And the name Ajolote. Is uh in Nahuatl, it's actually a sholo. I Mexicanos he kind of what a Xolo is with a sholo. It's like a salamander type of uh like uh, that lives in the around the lakes of uh uh Teshkoko, uh, where the foundation of Tenochtitlan and, and the, the different the, the Mexica seat of, of empire was located. And uh it's Unique to Mexico, unique to our ancestral cultura, and this this uh, this little amphibious-looking salamander-looking, he doesn't he stays youthful. So I had a lot of youth in our in our group, but the medicine that is created from him is for the seniors, for the adults. And I was in the senior center, and at the time I had a lot of seniors as well. And uh it regenerates itself. You could cut a limb off and it'll grow it back. Cut the tail off, it'll grow it back. It regenerates. It's very unique. The whole world is studying the asholo. And uh so it was a it was a perfect name because I chose to name it the name in Spanish, Ajolote, because the whole world knows what is ajolote. And as you get into the group, you'll know that really the true name is Asholo, it's Nahua. Um, so, with time, uh, our group has evolved to include seniors, youth, young adults, um adults, children. and uh, we're constantly shifting, growing, evolving, and we use a song and dance ceremony to uh, awaken our ancestral uh, memory is is the objective of the group and uh we've been in north hollywood we were founded in 2006 we're going on almost 16 years now and uh we have a, a ceremony every year the gratitude ceremony
1: yeah you. you know can you, yeah can you tell us a little bit more about you know your gratitude ceremony and you know i know with the connection of an in, indigenous in us you know we wanted to kind of like highlight the group and that ceremony and yeah can you tell us a little bit more about that
3: the gratitude ceremony it was something again that evolved uh i was learning from an elder who at the time we were i was creating it i didn't know what i was going to call it and i was a bit concerned with funding and this elder told me don't worry because you're getting in the way of uh of all the energy coming from the universe to help you you need to stand out of the way the ancestors, you're, you've called the ancestors are here to guide you. You're worrying and stressing out is, is, is blocking that energy. So he told me, just, uh, just be grateful for, for everything you're receiving, you know? So as I was sitting down reading that, you know, putting the flyer together, that's exactly what came to my mind. It's just gratitude, being grateful. Because being grateful puts you in the present because you're grateful for the abundance or the blessings that you have. You're not focusing on what you don't have. It's a different way of thinking.
1: I know you've been doing danza for many, 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 many years. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I, I wanted to know how you feel, you know, practicing danza has like impacted really and changed your life, you know, from... From maybe when you began to like what it is now as well.
3: Yeah, when when we when I began dancing, it was like such a powerful, profound experience because so many people came from all over, all over the you know, Southern California, different counties, you know, were moved by this uh this energy that was coming from the dansa, this this sacredness, this. Something unique that was ours, you know. A lot of us here in uh, Chicanos and Chicanas, you know, people that have been raised in this country, uh, raza from this country, you know, we embraced it and uh, and 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 it and it crossed all barriers. We I met so many people from so many different neighborhoods and backgrounds and barrios, you know. There was around seven guys that were from different neighborhoods that. That uh we all came together as dancers and we, we created alliances with each other and supported each other. And a lot of us came to it because we wanted to heal. We 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 needed to to heal from our addictions. A lot of us came as alcoholics and addicted to drugs and, and other addictions, and and we used the ceremony and the danza to to get well and and uh it's evolved through the years. Uh, I've evolved through the years. I'm a lot older, um, but I'm inspired and moved by the danzantes from Mexico elders that are in their eighties and nineties that come and have danced, And they move in such a slow, controlled, uh, graceful, beautiful manner that it almost reminds me of, uh, it reminds me of Tai Chi. They have a total control of their movement, and a lot of us younger dancers we can't do that. It's like, wow, these guys are incredible, of the way they're 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 marking their steps. So uh, more than anything, it's always been about marking your steps, and and dancing with that rhythm of that drum, you know, and and uh, and and transforming the space to one of uh, energy movement. Um, Enhancing our, our culture for our community uh, through the through the dances that represent the agricultural achievements of our ancestors, that represent the the energy and spirit of of animals and plants, uh, the maíz, you know the 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 uh, the movement of the universe, you know there's uh, geometric patterns that are that are being reflected in in the movements we're doing so. It's uh, it's an incredible experience, and my body is uh, evolving and shifting with time, and I'm just evolving and shifting my danza with it as well, you know. So um, I don't I don't uh, I don't focus on what I used to do. I embrace my uh, my my changes the changes that are, that are happening with how I can move. I'm just welcoming it. So it's something new. It's something that's constantly growing. It doesn't stop uh, amazing me how every time we have a ceremony or every time we create this movement of energy, it, it's something unique because it's always whoever's there and the energy they bring. So it's never the same. That's what's so incredible about it. You know, and it's it's the intent that people come with, and all the people we're surrounded with. You know, everyone has good intention, so they're dancing with good intention, and they're dancing with their heart, and they're putting all their all their good intention, all their prayers, all their all their uh, energy into the movement of their body, and and uh, you know, it's just it's just profound. I'm I'm just it's un undescribable. It's so. You know, you just have to experience it and, and see it.
1: So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Freddie, for for joining joining me today and just kind of having a conversation, right, um, about okay. the group, the group's work, and and also your experience to this. So so tlaso kamate. Thank
3: you.
1: Hi, thank
4: you so much for joining us. Um,
1: actually, can I have you introduce yourself?
4: Yeah, my name is Vanessa Colteco Lázaro.
1: Yeah, thank you for for being here. You know, just to kind of um, start off uh, and and highlight, you know, Calpuliztochiayo, you know, which you're a representative of. Um, uh, per your definition, what is Danza Mexica? You know, Aztec um, Danza for you.
4: So I think when you say like uh, Danza Mexica is just like just the danza portion is just like and showing our culture, right? Showing our roots, our original um, form of expression through physical forms, you know? Um, but I think the cultura encompasses so much more, you know? Uh, food, music, song, uh, it just encompasses way more than just the, the danza portion. But I think, Danza leads us to discover way more, you know. So that's how I started uh, learning a lot more about cultura was through danza, So
1: yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting that you you know thank you know thank you for the you know, the clarification or like the understanding that at a certain point danza mexicas is, is is something that's connected to like our our roots and our indigenous you know cultura and. Yeah, it is. It it is one aspect um, of the cultura, right? Because there there's so many um, other focuses that our ancestors had, right? And uh, but I think what's what's really beautiful that I mean, to some degree, that the arts um, and that's how you know, is is like something that was like fully connected and and something that's kind of like evolved, right? Um, even yeah. to to what it is today. Um,
4: but yeah, um, over the years, you know, for example, like my mom, you know, she used to do Danza in her Pueblo, you know, which is completely different from what uh-huh. Danza is here in the States, you know, so.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't know
4: that. Yeah, I think a, a Danza, where my mom's from, is much more simpler, you know, um, more like a conchero style, you know, focus. On slow and marcando um, tus uh, pasos, you know, like making sure those steps are clearly marked, you know, and a very slow pace and very simple. Now it's a little bit more, uh, has more uh, faster rhythms, you know, more steps, more, uh, you know, more, I would say more showcasing. Yeah. You know,
1: if anything, then then how would you kind of like explain a little bit more about I mean how we practice um how we practice like the danza today, right? We know that it's um like you know cultura and and whatnot, but um what do you feel like else that kind of like brings up or is really like a benefit, you know, to um why we practice it and how does it like also like benefit our community to like learn these practices?
4: Yeah, you know, like, I think it benefits us in multiple ways, you know, one uh, major part is making sure that we're still in touch, not only with ourselves, but our our people, you know, the land, you know, the language, you know, uh, if it wasn't for, at least for me, for Danza, I wouldn't realize that I knew what or I knew phrases of Nahuatl, you know, I would always think there. Spanish words, you know, and that's how I got educated, you know, through Lanza, learning, oh, did you know that aguacate is not a Spanish language, you know, it's Nahuatl. So I think it helps us a lot, um, not only in that form, but also in reconnecting, you know. Uh, We do live in more of a city, very Americanized, you know, I don't think, and that's not bad but connecting to your culture, uh, medicinas, something that grounds you and that we've mostly known since we were small because our parents, it's like a, something that they pass down without even knowing that's something ancestral. So I think it has many benefits. It just heals yourself. It heals your community differently. Um, for example, right now, Uh, For the pandemic, you know, a lot of people go to natural remedios, things that have been passed down through generations and generations of hierbas, um, cocktails, food. So it's very beneficial for all of us to know our cultura.
1: I did want to kind of like move into a little bit about the name of the group, right? Um, Calpulista Tachigayo and... um, you know, what does that represent, uh, and yeah, a little bit more on that.
4: And so well, just to break down what Cal Puli is, right, Cal comes from the word Cali and then Puli Lopez. together, right, Las Casas Juntas, you know, the adjoining homes. So it's not only like a, a one home, it's uh, many people, many homes coming together, you know, to create a, a community. Sochiayo, uh, flor, yao, enemigo, yo, el corazón, so el corazón del enemigo. But it's really translated more como la guerra florida, you know. Um, so that goes a little bit part of our calpulli. Uh, so the way that we want to uh, disseminate, share cultura is in a beautiful way, right? In a una manera where we're battling through all these um, new ideas and uh, this way of life, pero con una flor, something beautiful, something that, um, how can I explain it? You can grow, you can nurture, right? Uh, With information, with many other things, danza, medicina. You know, and it's just like a flower. Se marchita y renace, se marchita y renace. You know, so that's mostly what I is. Yeah, I, I,
1: I think you know. Also, you know, also being a a member and a rep of the group. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of always saw it as. Um, you know everything that you mentioned, but at the same time, that we are we are like those flowers as well. ¿verdad? Like we're the one we're we're walking through this this beautiful thing that we come that we call life. You know, but at the same time, there's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of struggle that kind of comes with um, being present here and and different experiences different experiences that may happen that are good that are not good right, that kind of um, kind of mold us into the flowers that we are, um, which also then kind of makes me think about how sometimes, you know, death is like seen in, in our in our in our culture that it's like a, it's it's like a death of self, right, like a transformation. And if it makes you if you think about it, that's like also connected to like the social process or like Elisa that, is that flower that we grew into, or because whatever it is that we're going through is like dying, right? And we're kind of rebirthing birthing and into like this other version, or it's like a constant from the semilla to the growth, to the full flower, and then going back, um, which then, you know, actually can go, can actually spiral off into a whole other conversation, right, about cultura and,
4: yeah.
1: and what we do, so.
4: And that part of that name, you know, it has yao, you know, is enemigo, right? And it's like you yourself are your own enemy, you know? So you're constantly in that battle with you and yourself, you know, constantly uh, fighting yourself, transforming yourself. So I think it's a beautiful name.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think so too, right? Battling capitalism actually <laughs> too. But, um, you know, if, um, Going into like the next thing, um, <clears throat> what do you what do you feel like are are if anything like the mission or goals of the group um, when it comes to like actively practicing um uh you know the the kalpuli structure, the danza in 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 the community that you're in?
4: I think it's changed over the years, you know. Um I did not uh, when I joined, it was a little bit different, you know our founders were um, in a different mission. And I think it's changed. You know, uh, it's changed over the years. And I think it's changed for the best, I think to benefit all of us as a community and, and to be able to grow. But I would say that the mission now is to make sure we find somehow um, to merge our current existence and our ancestral knowledge and be able to move on what they call the red road, right? And um, how can I explain this? How to use our ancestral knowledge to benefit and grow not only ourselves, but others around using that information, using that knowledge. So I would say our mission change. So um, right now is learning and I would say using that knowledge to better ourselves and to better not better, but help others and better themselves. You know, because nobody can really do that for you.
2: So
1: go, actually going on to our our, our next thing, you know, um, you know as part of the Indigenous MS um, project and highlighting the group, uh, there's a ceremony right and celebrations that are that are done really openly. You know, that welcome everybody in community. Uh, So you can can you tell us a little bit more about those celebrations at the um, Sochi Ayotas?
4: So something like wonderful that's happened over the years, you know, it was a slow process. But um, the more our community learned about the calendario, right, the more the people learned about what the days, the months represented. I think each kalpuli or each danza group uh, took a specific um, month that they connected with, you know. And for us, that was Titi. So we usually celebrate that during um, the first week of February, during the month of Titi, which is todo lo que se encoge, everything that is in um, like a little raisin, a little chicharrón, you know, like todo lo que se encoge. Um, and the reason why during that time, it was cold. It was really cold. Uh, I can't say that about now, you know, our, our weather has changed a lot, but um, we would celebrate that winter, you know, when everything was dormant and was re energizing abajo de la tierra to, for spring to come out, right? So we celebrate tipi, the Usually it's always on football, like was it uh, Super Bowl Sunday? We would always do our ceremonies on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, we haven't been able to do them in the last two years, but uh, we would celebrate it in that way with a sunrise ceremony, bringing that, um, that sun, right? Which is very gentle because in the winter you feel it, you know, Está bien frío, and then when it comes out, it makes you feel nice and warm and ready for the dance. And then we do a, a full-blown danza ceremony inviting our whole community.
1: Yeah, um, which is beautiful, right, and I, I'm not sure that we've mentioned, but it's held, you know, at the Sun Valley uh, Recreational Park, which is where the group practices um, normally right on Fridays. Um, but yeah, I, you know, if you think about it, we also, you know, celebrate, you know, Titi, right, because it also kind of falls, it falls close to our um, uh founding of the group right which is um February 4th which kind of always falls it just kind of happens it falls on Super Bowl Sunday but what can you do um so you know just um another question and you know you might have probably kind of answered this a little bit earlier but like, how do you, how do you feel like that practicing cultura or like danza has like impacted your life or changed your life?
4: Okay. So me personally, in a very large way, you know, um, before doing anything cultura, um, I was really kind of lost as teenagers. We're all lost. Okay. I'm going to say that we're living our lives just through what we can do we got no money, (laughs) you know, so, um, but I was not in a great place to say that um, spiritually, emotionally, you know, I was not in a great place, but I was able to find that in a very beautiful way for myself. Um, One day I was outside my house, you know, and it was not one of those great days where I just stood outside And I was able to hear a wewe from super far away. Mind you, I spend a lot of time in front of my house because if you live in a neighborhood with a bunch of people around, you neighbor watch, you know, you're just like, (laughs) neighbor watching. Yeah, it's true. Um, (laughs) This is the first time I ever heard a wewe. And it was coming from, I'm not sure from where. It was just coming. And at the time, I was like, where is that coming from? So I called a friend and I was like, hey, do you hear the drum? They're like, no, you know? I was like, oh my God, I hear this drum. Um, do you wanna meet up and we'll go follow it? And uh, the drum actually was coming at the time from the you know, from their first location from Sayer. So I went and the people that I saw there at the time was uh, Tata Freddy. Joaquin, and, um, Christine, and I was like, what are they doing, you know, and they were doing dance and stuff like that, and I don't know, something about it just hooked me, you know, and I came back every week, every week, and the funny part is that I've never heard those drums ever again after that, not from the distance where the church just in my home was, so I was like, I don't know, it was meant to happen. (laughs) Yeah, it was meant to happen, so. (laughs) And um, it was like, (laughs) um, but I think it changed a lot, you know. One, the community I started surrounding myself with, you know, the people that were following these ways were some kind, amazing people and that only wanted the best for you. So in that way, it changed my surroundings, and then it changed the way I thought about others, you know, and then I started learning more about cultura. It changed the way I saw not only myself and the view of myself, but also um, the view of beauty, the view of knowledge, the value of knowledge, you know, Um, and also that there was different ways to live life, you know. Uh, not just this uh, capitalistic way, as you say, right? There's treque, there's exchanging things. Um, And I think that's the way it changed me. I got to learn about not only the Mexica culture, but I got to learn about the Zopoteco culture, my own, uh, from the region I'm from. You know, I don't think if I would have not gotten hooked, I wouldn't be interested of the region that I was from, you know, so the Otomi. So to me, it changed many ways and many things. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's
1: beautiful. It's beautiful here to hear. Thank you for sharing that. You know, just as a last question and, you know, recognizing that, you know, Mashika New Year is coming on the 12th. Um, Is there anything that that you or the group does um, to, you know, celebrate
5: that?
4: So we used to go to um, at the time when we first for a good 10 years, you know, we would go to the Mexican New Year up in San Jose. It was the only Calpulli at the time that was celebrating the New Year. Um, And the way they did it, it was so beautiful. It was a really small ceremony and days of, and days and days of classes, you know? Uh, so you got to le- learn even more about cultura. So it was amazing. Uh, after a while, it changes, you know, you get new, new members, you expand, you, you start finding different ways. Um, but lately we've just been either personally taking the celebration, you know, cause we do not only the Mexica New Year, but also we try to do the reposos the five, the, reposos, the five days before, yeah, you know, and, and do okay. that in self, you know, and you do that to take care of yourself, to bring in the new year. So lately it's been more for the a self um, healing process and celebration. And hopefully this year we get to do it a small, because of the pandemic, right? A small gathering with each other and to bring in the new year. Yes,
1: thank you so much for sharing. Uh, and um, Yeah, thank you for joining us today. Hi, um, we thank you so much for joining us. Um, if I can have
5: you introduce
1: yourself. Oh, okay.
5: Hi, how are you? My name is Rosca uh, Kwaoli Witsi Centel. Uh, most people know me, uh, you know, call me Um uh, and I am a cultural promoter and neighborhood historian from the Northeast San Fernando Valley. Uh, I've been doing a uh, danza Azteca for over 25 years or so. And um, it's it's an event or it's an activity that we do to build cohesiveness in our community and to bring self-awareness. I'm also an educator in the in the Pacoima area, uh, in the Pacoima neighborhood. And I work with uh, children, you know, ranging from, you know, eight to 10 years old. That's the, the age range that I usually work with. Uh, so it's always an honor to service my community, my people and all others.
1: Yes, thank you, Tlazocomate. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, as you mentioned a little bit in your introduction, um, per your definition, you know what is danza danza mexica, danza azteca. Um, so, for some of our viewers who may not know,
5: well, Aztec <clears throat> dance or danza mexica is uh, ancestral, you know, dancing. So that means that it's it's transgenerational. You know, it's been passed on from you know generations on down. And uh, now, you know, as Heikali here, you know, the, the hostess and myself, you know, now we're carrying the baton, you know, to to teach these traditional dances, the significance. I think uh, a key part of, of what people call indigenous dancing or in this case, uh, Danza Mexica, now what would be So I think, uh, Masahualistris, one of the key functions is to, you know, I would say to harmonize with other community members via the dances, via the music and the rhythms, and to harmonize with uh, nature and the cosmos. Uh, for example, the dances, all the dances have a specific name that, that's either dedicated to some kind of terrestrial phenomenon, natural phenomenon, or some kind of astronomical phenomenon or occurrence. Uh, sometimes people call these phenomenon uh, deities, you know, or gods. Uh, but you know, we have dances that are dedicated to the earth, to different aspects of the corn, to the wind, to to the rain, um, and just it's ongoing. You know, there there are hundreds of dances uh, that, that we partake in uh, to to connect. So when we know the meaning of the dance, uh, and we know the concepts that are being honored, you know, uh, through the dance, and we know, let's say the, the counts that are in the dance, the, the number patterns, you know, um, that are in the dance, and when we understand uh, the, the our ancestral language, and the cosmovision. So when we start complementing all these different aspects or dimensions of, of the dance, I think we truly get a, a true understanding and a true feeling of what uh, Danza Mexica is, or Masewalisi. Uh, I think on a superficial level, I think when many of us start dancing or, or first hear the wet, which is our, our, our large vertical drum, uh, it just touches your soul, you know? Uh, and, and even a new dancer, someone uh, who's just you know, coming into it or interested in it can feel, you know, a beautiful feeling, a beautiful emotion uh, when seeing and observing a dance, you know, and also when you partake, you know, it feels beautiful. Uh, but I think the more, you know, knowledge that we acquire and we build, uh, you know, that all our definition and our understanding of these dances also evolve, you know, uh, and to a point to where I think it's therapeutic, It's medicinal, Um, you know. It it creates a beautiful force or magnetic force uh, around the people that are dancing, uh, particularly when we're in harmony and and, 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 you know we're working well together as a group. So it's a, essentially, it's a way of life. You know, Uh, being a a mitotiki, which is a dancer, being a mitotiki, is a, a way of life. It's a way that you carry yourself. So like in our group, it's called our group's called Tloka Nahuake. Uh, we're based in here in Pocoima, California, in the San Fernando Valley. And in our group, Tloka Nahuake, we really emphasize building the historical, you know, component of our ancestral dances and traditions, and you know, try to put an emphasis on the language and our ancestral traditions and customs. Um our group has deviated, or actually even from its uh, inception, we never uh, dance for the church, for example. There are different genres in what we call danza azteca or mexica or chichimeca. And some of them uh, are connected to churches and they dance for the for example for Virgins and Santos, like the Virgen and Guadalupe. Now we respect you know all genres, you know, uh, and we're not in competition or uh, in opposition, you know, in, in that sense, to anyone who partakes in that type of uh, dancing, but our group Klokana we we uh, we're pretty much trying to do things uh, ancestrally, you know, with that cosmovision, with that outlook, that that point of view from our ancestors. So, so we will not dance to Santos or Vive hymns or, or any type of Catholic uh, celebrations. We try to like recreate and uh, honor uh, our ancestral traditions and ceremonies. you know so our ancestors had, for example, eighteen months during the year, and each month they had a, a celebration. Some of them were uh, you know civic, some of them were agricultural, uh, they had just different you know uh, features and and, and uh, aspects to it but you Know, nonetheless, uh, it didn't have to do with, uh, with the Catholic Church or Christianity or Judeo Christian views. Um, so that's kind of how our take on it. Uh, yeah, would, thank I'm, you. Mouthful, you
1: know, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. I think if, if anything, it just covers like a wide range, right? Um, especially when we talk about like danza and well, you know, the different, um, kind of like focuses of of some of the groups, you know, maybe. Yeah. Um, and even the even engaging in like the pull, like what what the energy and being in that is. And I was 17 years old and I just hearing the drums was like enough when the first time that I saw Vansa. And that's like what I got pulled in, you know. Um mm-hmm. so and and I'm really appreciative of, of all the work that you know groups do out there and that and that y'all do. Um did you actually, um? did you, did you mention what Tlokinahuake means No. Well, and how you guys kind of came about that name?
5: Yeah, sure, definitely. So part of our cosmovision, our ancestors, they had these concepts, right? Um, for example, is like a chi of the, of the serpentine skirt, right? But really it's a, it's really a term that describes Mother Earth, right? And our ancestors, they had this dual concept that exp- that they used to explain how how life began, right? The the outlook, the, like a like a fundamental, uh, you know, principle of our ancestral outlook is is this concept of duality, you know, day night, you know, earth sun, um, you know, woman man, uh, you know, and I know now there's an array of different categories and, and, and uh, you know, by today's views and terms, but ancestrally it was kind of seen in, in this, in this uh, schemata, right? Um, so, Tlokanahuake was one of the terms that they used to describe that, that force that creates life, that created the universe, that created it all, you know? Um, there's a concept called um, in uh, and Uh and they're seen like as a, as a dual energy, that cosmic energy that that generated it all, um, as opposed to like Judeo-Christian views that have it like a patriarchy. You know, it's all masculine. The, the father, the son, the Holy Spirit. It's all in you know, a masculine God. He makes everything by himself. You know, woman came from the rib of a man. You know, it's all you know patriarchal, all, all masculine based. Uh, our ancestors had a different view. You know, they saw that you know we need this duality. To generate life, uh, so in, in Tloque nawake, it's uh, it's another uh, term for that for that dual force. Uh, uh, tloque can be like what's near, and nawake is kind of like what's close, also. So it kind of means like uh, what's near and what's close. It kind of describes how everything in this is appropriate distance. If we think about it, like in the in the, in the macro terms, like. Like the solar system, for example, everything is in the, in the appropriate, you know, distance. Everything is is, is perfectly measured and and, uh, and calculated there, you know, in that sense. Uh, and uh, so, plukanawaki means that it, it was a, a way to refer to to this life-generating force that created everything, um, that created, including the the universe and the cosmos. So. That's, and our name came about, like I want to say in, um, maybe it was 96 or 97, some of us started traveling to Mexico, and at the time they had a university. I, I say at the time because I haven't been there for many years, I don't know if it's still there, but there was a university in Ocotepec, uh, Morelos, Mexico, and it was called the University Nahua, Nahuatl. And there we went, some of the group members, uh, we went there, and we took uh, we took courses. On indigenous thoughts, indigenous language, number systems, calendric systems. And and, uh, there was a a maestro, you know, uh, may rest in power, uh, Mariano Leva, and he would talk to us about legends of creation, you know, from the Toltecs. And in that he was describing this whole concept of nawake, right? And so You know, some of us that were visiting later when we were talking, we're saying, "Hey, that that's pretty powerful, and it's pretty. It's it's a term that embarks and embraces everything. You know, Uh, you know, you know. So we kind of, I guess, started adopting it. You know, as a, you know, as a name for the group. So since 1997, we started using." that, that name you know to identify you know our our collective or, or our community uh you know uh group that we had
1: yeah. yeah you know I think you know I find that that's what's so beautiful about nawa that sometimes it's so poetic and metaphoric right because mm-hmm. you're talking about this this word right, in waki that, and it's kind of like micro right form is the palabra right, and that which is um what you mentioned like near um and close you know, um which is like togetherness, but at one point that can like represent our cosmos you know like la um, creación the creation of life. So yeah, yeah I, I always thought it was such a powerful and, and, and beautiful like word, you know, that's constantly, um, you know, sometimes being used, right? When it comes to what we practice. And, so,
5: and even um, if I may interrupt you interject mm-hmm. here, even the word lokeh, at the end it has an E-H, lokeh nawakeh. So that E-H at the end, it's adding like, like ownership of that. So it's, it literally mm-hmm. means that he or she who is near he or she who is uh, who is close, you know? So again, kind of like honoring that, yeah. that presence, that mastery of, of this life-generating force, you know? That, that expertise that this life-generating force has, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely power, you know, palabra, verdad, um, phrase, um, you know, that I, I think is really reflective of the work that y'all do in community. Um, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. So, <laughs> uh, I I did want to kind of like um, kind of shift and um, maybe just uh, mention a little bit of like the ceremonies. Sometimes there's you know there's um, in the focuses of groups like there's ceremonies that one kind of like chooses to kind of go bigger, right? Bigger with and do like this ceremonia, um during that main tena. So I kind of wanted to highlight and um, acknowledge the ceremonies that you know you you guys um, celebrate, uh, and you know that then welcome community as well to to observe.
5: Well, yeah, it's a good point you make. I mean, there are a lot of ceremonies that are more um, you know just Kalpuli family based. You know, it's just like you have familial you know celebrations in your own. Everybody has their own family uh, familial celebrations. uh, You know, like births and and and. and ceremonies that we do for like transition or, or rites of passage, if we can call it that. Um, but yeah, there are a few ceremonies that we've done uh, openly community-based uh, and we, we've tried to be diligent with two particular ones, you know, the, the spring one, you know, like the, the ceremony that was conducted during the spring, which is uh, was conducted during the first month of our, of our ancestral calendar. So the first month is called the Placawalo. Um So uh, it's it's a, a and it's a ceremony that's dedicated to Tlaloc, to the rain. Um, you know where you know we usually put an emphasis on the seeds and distributing seeds and medicine in that way. You know we do a ceremony. We try to highlight the children if possible. You know, um, so you know to to honor. That whole concept of of of, of our seeds of, of, of the rain, you know, do, make a petition to you know, to to continue to nourish our our, our fields and our plants and the earth. Um, so we do that one, uh, which is associated and also linked to the to the spring equinox. And uh, the complement of that, we do a ceremony for the fall equinox. You know, the, the first days of, of fall. Um, and that one, our ancestors called the uh, Chocowetsi, which means fallen fruit, uh, or you know. So literally, that's honoring that the fall. But it has another name to it, which is uh, Mika Iwi, which means uh, the greater or the larger ceremony, uh, Day of Our Dead. Uh, I know Dia de los Muertos is you know traditionally, uh, at least colonial, traditionally uh, celebrated during the first and second day of uh, November. But our ancestors they did it uh, during the equinox, You know, during that, that time uh, of the year, our ancestors would honor the deceased adults, because the deceased children had their own ceremony, like a, which was a month before uh, known as Lashoshimako, or just Mika Iwi. But uh, the one that we do is a We Mika Iwi, Shokowetsi. So we would like to open that up to the community as well. We usually do that around September 23rd, or you know, somewhere near that date uh, to try to keep it close to the equinox. And the uh, the one in the spring, we usually do that like around you know, give or take a few days uh, near March 21st to uh, honor that that uh, that solar position too.
1: i um, you know, as you were going to mention Shukwezi, right? Um, I'm glad you also mentioned like We and just kind of like the importance of kind of like knowing where the where the history of like where some of these celebrations came from and um really the indigenous uh perspective right on these ceremonies um that is you know it is like separate from that which we celebrate on November 1st and 2nd. Um sure. although we know certain things might have you know gotten a little synchronized um in some way, but how do we still kind of like go back and and honor that which is our indigenous traditions and um, honoring that calendar, you know, and, and those us as well. So thank you. You know, as a last question, um, how does, you know, we have Mexica New Year, you know, the Nemo Temi. We're really in Mexica New Year coming up um, in about a you know week on March 12th. So is there anything that like the group does to celebrate um together or sino? You know, like is there something that you do to kind of honor that day and the the shift of our year to um, we're going to, Maplakli uh, Tochtli?
5: Yeah, we're going to start the year 10, Rabbit, lagli Tochli. And um, so the tochli year itself, it's a year of abundance, you know. So I think if we align ourselves to do positive projects, um, you know, a, if we start the year with our good intentions, you know, then I think uh, that should be multiplied and, and work those skills, you know, all those skill sets that we have. And also, but it's also, uh, since it's an, a symbol of abundance, the rabbit, um, we need to really be weary and careful with what we do, you know, because also if we engage in negative aspects or negative things. Uh, again,
1: multiplying,
5: huh? but, that can also multiply at a quick rate, you know, at least that's how we were taught. Um, the rabbit is also associated uh, to our ancestors with, uh, with like the pleasures of life. You know, like uh, hallucinogenic medicines, um, you know, alcoholic beverages, things like that. Um, So again, it also reminds us, even though it's a symbol of abundance, it reminds us of moderation, right? And and to have respect and and and, you know, to the towards the medicines and not not lose our way, uh, you know, because of of seeking those 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 pleasures of life, you know. Uh, So that's that's also an important, I think, uh, you know. Uh, advice, I would say, you know, coming into this new year, the last days of the year, the last five days of the year, um, our ancestors call them the uh, montemi which are now what I guess it could kind of mean like what, what completes the year, what completes the what completes life, you know. Um, and I think it's a good time if you if we're not up to fasting, if you, if we're up to fasting and and doing a fast for a couple of days. You know, to cleanse the body, cleanse the spirit, cleanse your energy. I think uh, that's recommended. But if for some reason uh, we're not up up for it, up for a fast, um, then I think it's good to at least those last five days, you know, not be fully active, you know, maybe be more reflective in in how the year that had transcended or transpired, how it went, uh, so that we can uh, plan for improvements for the upcoming year um so you know it's a time to get rid of the old you know we have things that are just kind of cluttering and just taking up space you know uh just things that we really don't need it's a good time to discard of all that and not just material also things that we carry in our mind and in our heart you know uh maybe those are you know weighing heavy on us and it's time to do away with all that you know uh so that's i think I think that's the way. So starting let's say the seventh, from the seventh to like the 12th, uh those be the days to like I said, purge, you know, purge, cleanse, you know, do away with clutter, mental, spiritual, physical, material, uh, and if possible, fast so that we can come into the new year with some clarity. <laughs>
1: always sharing your wisdom and with, um, with us. So thank you so much for joining us.
5: It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And uh, to all the listeners, I just want to wish you guys uh, a, a good monthly year, you know, uh, to us. I know we already started 2022, but to us, it, this is beginning uh, March 12th. You know, this, that's our beginning of the, of the year. So uh, you know, I wish you guys the best and a year of abundance and, uh, and of equilibrium and, and wise decisions. And it's a good time to control our impulsiveness as well. Yahweh. Yeah, Yahweh.
1: I wanted to say thank you, Tlazo Kamati, uh, for joining us today on this episode of Yahweh Talks. Um, and yeah, so as, as we've mentioned in the name of this episode, right? Um, happy Michigan New Year and Michigan Tiawi.
0: Thank you again for joining us. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow Tia Chuchas on social media. Please support our online bookstore. You can find the links in our podcast bio. Stay safe. Stay creative. Tiawi.